You're listening to The Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Owen 60 Pod for all the latest news from around the OHL. And now here are your hosts, Reese Dumaney and Colin Ward. This is The Owen 60 Podcast. Reese Dumaney here along with Colin Ward. And it was a big weekend and a busy weekend and a long weekend, but long weekends are better than just two-day weekends because then you have to go back to work on Monday after only having two days off, so... It was a busy weekend for us. Uh, we did the math, Colin. We're not math yes, we, guys, so whether we're this, whether this is accurate or not, we will be. It's uh, pretty close. We'll have it's to see. Close. But uh, so we broke it down. Colin's going to give the numbers. We broke it down between how many games we went to combined, how many hours of driving we went to combined. I think that's it. Maybe we went by arenas hours we went to, but um, combined hours we've driven. Combined man um, hours. Man hours, yep. It's like man games. Um, yep. the, the combined games we went to. So the total driving time was 20 hours in this last past week. So that's a lot. That was a lot of travel, but it was fun. It was a good time. Um, but yeah, 20 hour uh, week, you could say, for driving. Mm-hmm. And uh, man games, I think we had 10. I believe 10. 10 or 11. I think 10. But yeah, ten game, ten games. Yeah, combined. ten games combined. Include if we include Tuesday, twenty hours. Yep. Yeah, because that's yeah. the week. So ten games yeah. combined, ten games combined, and uh, twenty weeks. So or twenty hours dri- driven. So it was a very, very long, uh, long week. You could say it was a fun one, but yeah, I don't think this week will be there. Uh, a four day weekend of uh, OHL hockey. We'll be at. I'll be at a couple, but. I don't think it'll be a three and three or four and four. I guess we had on the weekend from Thursday to Sunday. That was, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was long, man. Well, yeah. I, I well, mean, yesterday thir- morning, Thursday, I got home at after the Barry Niagara game. I got home at probably one o'clock in the morning, I think, and then Friday night, I probably got home at one thirty. And then Saturday night we were probably home. we were probably pulling up to my house at what? It wasn't terrible. I think 11, it was eleven thirty. 30. Yeah, something yeah, like that. But three late nights long. and then and up then the early Sunday day. morning. <laughs> yeah. So Sunday morning, I was dragging it pretty good. I mean, it was like, yeah, we needed the energy that day for sure. But it was a good game. The future game was a really good game. I'm glad it was. I picked that one. It was a good environment, just really cold. Just it was really cold. cold. Anyone going to the Sleeman Center? We're like seven layers. Ask. The masks come in handy for that. Holy oh my. Yeah, they do, eh? I'm so glad. I'm so glad we had to wear a mask because it would have helped a lot. Man, because like I was I saying, started breathing home. hot air out just to fuck just to warm up my face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We need, god. We need to save that. We need to save that clip. Oh my we need god. The, we need the we need the Owen. I think I might have almost dropped an F bomb too, but I think we're good. So yeah. <laughs> you did. no, you didn't. But we need the Owen sixty uh, memes page because that would have been hot for sure. We're not oh making a God. gesture. Call like it covering his face and trying to breathe <laughs> out hot air. Oh, <laughs> inside. Oh my God. Anyways, yeah, it was a fun feature. It's always game. a fun time. Uh, the Gulf Storm take it four two over the Kitchener Rangers. We will get to that throughout the show. Uh, a few headlines to run through as well. We've got our players of the week. To kind of go through, and we saw one of them in the in this featured game. Also, he was a goaltender for the Guelph Storm. So, 
also that will come big, up later on. Yeah, and also some big news here too, because uh, Reese had some big calls on the week, and I had I knew I knew I was gonna forget, but I wasn't gonna forget, and I knew you didn't really want me to call you out like this. But good well, job this weekend, man. Thanks, good man. job this week on the two calls. Those are really it's really cool. It's well deserved, and uh, congrats. Like that's big. I mean, you deserve it, and uh, yeah, keep it up. I mean, I know you're gonna get another gig, so keep it thanks, up. Man. That was a re- that was a really good. Yeah, that was a really good uh, weekend of calls, Friday, Saturday, Oshawa and Mississauga. So had some good ones. So congrats and keep it up. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, you got the catwalk. Eh? I mean, yeah, the catwalk, by the way, radio gear sucks to carry around, especially when, containers. It is, when it is in a the bin wheels. that weighs 15 damn pounds empty. Imagine with all the radio gear in there. No thanks. And your bag, um, and then your personal bag, your uh, yeah. Well, you spe- got the suit on. Then you got the suit on. Especially the catwalk. One sixty. We go. We go stylist. Sorry. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, Friday night was a little toned down. A road trip. You know, I wasn't a big fan of wearing suits on the bus when I was an intern with the Ice Dogs. So I was kind of like, yeah, I ain't about that. So I just went with the casual. I went with the black pants. I went with the the Ice Dogs golf shirt that I got back when I was with the team. So you know, made it pretty casual fit in with the team everyone else had ice dogs gear on so um you know why not stick with it but uh yeah i i miss bus trips man they're so much fun um left the meridian center probably by the way it's really funny to watch hockey players load buses because they do it very wrong and it's hilarious oh yeah me me and the bus driver bill were just sitting there laughing because there is no chance in hell that any of that crap was fitting on the bus the first time they tried. And it was really fun. So, um, yeah. Then we saw some good, good Instagram posts as well uh, from a show guest that was just out Monday night recently, Monday night with uh, Jakey Brady from the yeah. bus trip. So. Yeah, Isaac Enright just flat out asleep on the bus. <laughs> hey, That's unreal. You got to be on your toes. Yeah. You got to be on your toes when you fall asleep on the bus like that, yeah. because uh, there's always that one person on a team that gets you. I, I don't think, Trying to think that, well, that was me. The first time I, I went on a it. long road trip with the Ice Dogs, I went with Ted. We went to North Bay. And uh, uh, that is a very long drive to North Bay. So on the way back from the game, apparently I was the loudest snorer on the bus. So Really? Ooh. Yeah. Man, so that's a good question because I don't think I snore. I don't think I do, so... I, I do. wouldn't be and in that. And it gets w- bad sometimes. And then I'll, <laughs> then I'll stop breathing. I've been told. So I, yeah, uh, I don't. So I don't think I wouldn't have to worry about that, but yeah, that's one where you're always worrying about it. Eh? Like when you're on yeah. the bus, you don't want to be that guy. That's the loudest snore with their seat recliners too. When you got a person that reclines your seat, like, yeah, I didn't have that problem. Lap, it's like, nice. it's like, okay. Okay. And so there's another action, but yeah. Yeah, it's, no, it, actually, it actually worked out well because I was in the fourth row on the left side. Nice. I so you get out quick. You get well, out quick. Then. No, I, I I saw Ted do this when I went on roadies with him. Um, team goes first, players go first, and then uh, then I'll come behind, and then the, it'll be the coaching staff that'll get off last. But uh, yeah, th- thankfully I had Stephanie, their head athletic therapist, in front of me, and she was up entire time i don't think she because everyone naps it's weird as soon as we get on the bus everyone has a pillow and they're napping it's like we yeah. literally just got on the bus but all right 
Um, and then, so yeah, Steph- Stephanie was up the entire way there and then the entire way back because unfortunately, uh, Sean Teekle, assistant coach for the uh, Niagara Ice Dogs, was hit in the head with a puck and uh, he was bleeding like really badly. So, um, yeah. On the bus ride home, he'd have ice packs on top of his head the entire time. And well, and there may have been one hole that formed and water started going down his head and it was kind of funny, but, um, oh, but that, no. that's, a, that's the things you see on road trips. You don't, you know, you don't oh, see that when you're just covering the team at home. If you go on the bus with the team, like you get to see all the players just like kind of hanging out with each other and, um, it's honestly you know, the best part about playing time. sports. Yeah. It's honestly the best part about playing sports when you get to go on the road trips, hockey, baseball. I mean, I was lucky enough to go on a few and it's been fun. Like it's fun. Like, I mean, yeah. team bonding and everything's like, it's a great time. I mean, a lot of stories that happen. I mean, a lot of lifetime stories I mean, that you're going to remember your whole life. So yeah, it's a fun time on the road trips. That's for sure. Yeah. It was, uh, it was two hours to Oshawa. We took the four Oh seven. So we had to pay to get lucky. No big deal. Yeah, but, but lucky though. Lucky uh, though. You don't want to go through the other way. Yeah. Way back the way back. We took the four Oh one. There's no really necessity to take the four Oh seven. So yeah, um, that worked out. But on the way home, we had mucho burrito for a bus meal on the way home. Oh, really? And uh, those things are huge. Like it's like they got a triple XL sized burrito. Like it was, it's like it was football. Bad. Like I had a chicken burrito. It was pretty good. Um, except I don't like beans, so there were beans in there. So I just kind of tried to avoid those, even though it's hard to in a burrito. So I just ate it anyways. <laughs> but uh, um, like it took me a solid twenty to twenty five minutes to eat the damn thing. Wow. It was wild. It's like a, yeah, those things are literally like a football. Like it's it was literally... it was not like we were in Scarborough by the time I finished. Like we were passing hey, the CTV TSN studios on our right hand side when I finished. When wow. and that's from when we left Oshawa. <laughs> You're almost in Toronto then. Like, like, man, it was oh but no, it was a it's a fun weekend. I mean, yeah, the, the bus trip was fun, other than the five three loss and then um, yeah, nice 4-2 win against Mississauga. And uh, I had my first screw-up as a media member. Well, I, I've screwed up before. Everybody who listens to this knows that. Um, yeah, same with me. So in, in, in front of a coach, I screwed up. So I'll tell hey, this story laptop died. Hey, my laptop died in the middle of a Francesco Pinelli interview when he was on here. So Yeah, <laughs> you're okay. Yeah. Um, luckily, so, luckily, we were at the studio. So I yeah, that, was, out. that was nice. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I go down pregame interview Saturday night, uh, go into the ice dogs room, Billy and the coaching staff, the teams, they're in a meeting. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So I'll go find James Richmond, head coach of the Steelheads. So, you know, I go find him. I, uh, you know, talk before kind of a pre-interview interview. And then I, I have Thomas Harley in my head. For whatever reason, Mrs. Saga, just Thomas Harley is always in my head. Hi, here with the coach of the Steelheads, uh, James Richmond. Uh, you know, it's easy to say that Thomas Hardy was the best player. And immediately he looks at me and says, what? You're I'm like, what did one, I bro. say? And he goes, Thomas Hardy. I go, it's James Hardy. And he goes, yeah, it is. I'm like, sorry. I, I was that. thinking Thomas Harley all the way. He goes, I mean... It, good enough player there could be worse players you could have in your head exactly I feel <laughs> I'm like, like yeah i guess people, so like like i felt so bad that. i apologize i'm like hey man like i'm sorry like that's just i am sorry i'm just this is my second <laughs> game i'm still trying to get used to this he goes no no it's fine james richmond's a good guy 
Um, yeah, yeah, so the interview went fine. I got four minutes out of him, so that was good. Um, yeah, that's always good. Now, nice of course, let's get Billy. And, but. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of people do that anyway, so you're fine. I mean, yeah. you're fine. A lot of people do that. It's, it could have been different. It could have been worse. You could have yeah. said is that you could have said like Joe Ranger or something. I could have screwed up. Mix it, mix it with a backup goalie. That would yeah. be the worst moment. I, I also could have said hey, his name I, wrong. He would have left. Hey, Guaranteed. I could have. <laughs> <laughs> I could have hey, said Thomas Richmond, botched, and he would have been like, hey, "What?" You also could have botched the name completely. I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, I've heard uh, Luke Evangelista being called Luke Evangelista. I can't even say how it's pronounced. Yep. And I've heard Brett Brochu called Brett Broku. So. Or, Alex Regula. I've heard that one too. So yeah, you're okay. You're okay. Akel Thomas. That was embarrassing when I heard that. Yeah. So. Hey, Akel. But yeah, there's a. I mean, it happens. Look at me with. Hey, look at me with Sprawlia. Now I just say it every day, just to like. Yeah, I know it now. Just to keep myself (laughs) sane, I say Christian Sprawlia every day. (laughs) Literally after the first uh, blooper reel. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun weekend. I hope I get to do it again sometime. But uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, no. Uh, up on Twitter or Instagram, I'll have. I don't know if I'm gonna put the video to the audio or not, but I'm gonna post some of the clips that I got um, from the skimmer, and uh, I'll post it in case anyone missed it. So yeah, nice. Be fun. Yeah, it'll be on the show account too. So uh, check it yeah. out. So yeah, should be one. good. All right. Um, enough about me because I'm kind of boring. Um, on to our featured game of the week. It was the Kitchener Rangers Gulf Storm facing off again. For anyone following <laughs> this, this is what matchup four or five for these teams. It's actually kind of stupid how many times they've played each other, but uh, that that's just what we got to do in COVID. There's not a whole lot of out of conference play, so if, if you guys are twenty to thirty minutes away from each other, well, you're going to play each other a lot. And of course, we see that with Niagara and Erie with Erie being the closest geographical place to Canada, having Niagara right there, they happen to play each other six times a year. That's just the way it is. So uh, it was the Guelph storm getting the job done for two over Kitchener, which is actually a reverse score. What we saw on Tuesday at the odd where the Rangers took it uh, four to two, but you know, early on, this was not a game where you go, Oh, this is going to be real entertaining. These passes are tape to tape, like the real crisp. It was the, it was the complete opposite. There, like there were so many bad passes. Like they looked out of sync for the first twenty minutes, and it it really didn't set the table for the rest of the night because the rest of the night was really entertaining. Oh, big time! Because like the first period, it was like pretty uneventful. I mean, the passes weren't crisp at all, and there was a couple like there's a like you mentioned that too at the intermission that the ice look how chippy the ice looks. I mean, yeah. it didn't look very good at all. Yeah, we can see that in the press. Well, box, well I mean, you were saying that, feel it. that like that they would use the word flood, and they you were <laughs> right. They flooded the ice. Like there was so There's much water. water, it was bad. That's the most that is the most water I have saw on an ice surface so far this year, by far. And I mean, we had 10 games combined this weekend. So there's a lot of yeah. games covered this weekend. That was by far the most water I have saw on an ice. I mean, it looked like a pond. It literally it looked like a pond after just rained it was wild how uh how much water they put on the ice and they didn't have a lot of time to flood it either because the intermission events went it so took long, long yeah where there's five minutes to go on the clock at the intermission and the zambonis are still just finishing up their final laps yeah. usually it's nice to get that full five minutes of for the ice to set and let those cracks kind of seal a little bit because they got the time and they got the renovations and yeah. they have it all the 
they have all the equipment right to freeze the underneath so they don't really get to use that very well when you're only getting you're finishing your final laps with like five minutes on the clock so you don't really have a lot of time yeah no but i mean as the game carried on it got more entertaining the Gulf storm oh, scored first um and they would score on the power play cam allen and this is a guy that we saw uh that we knew we were gonna get a lot out of just he's a good hockey player colin kept saying in the press I box i hope detroit drafts him uh I, but cam I allen played really system. well and he opened the scoring at the 443 mark of the second he's so good i mean he does it all yeah it's his second goal we saw both his goals we saw his goal on a Tuesday night in Kitchener, we saw the goal in the feature game on Sunday afternoon. Nice screen in front of the net. Do I still haven't got the name who had the screen in front of the net? I got to rewatch the clips because the screen was huge for him. And then he just got the shot through, which was obviously a nice part. Get that defenseman shot from the point. So mm-hmm. get that puck through. So good play by Allen. Nice pivot off the bl- off the line as well. The trying to create space for himself. He's big. He's strong. I like the way he looks out there on the ice. He's composed. Right, he's never out of position. I think that's big for defense, for especially a young defenseman, to not get out of the way, like to not look out of place there, not just be lost out there. And he controls the play when he's out there. He's really good, and uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. I'm honestly, I think he's the next A rank prospect out of Guelph next season in the draft. I'm very high on him. Everyone talks about Musty, Mitama, and Richie, which is rightly so. But Cam Allen went third overall for a reason, and there was talks about him going even higher and. He's, he's legit. He is legit. Yeah, by the way, the screen on that play, Braden Bowman. Screen Bowman, yes. Jackson Parsons uh, on that play. So um, just, a, just a fantastic power play that. overall. And I thought Guelph's power play looked pretty good all night. Um, the stats aren't the greatest. Two for six, which is pretty good. But um, well, it, lo- it looked dangerous. And they were, they were really good. And so... That wouldn't last too, too long. Less than two minutes later, it'd be Joseph Serpa scoring shorthanded. Uh, Arbor Jacki, Francesco Pinelli on just a beautiful play, which comes shorthanded, by the way. Just the, the three of them made it look so easy. Ooh. It like that wasn't even looks like the Harlem Globetrotters. It yeah. looks like the Harlem Globetrotters. I mean, yeah, the puck was on their was on their sticks for like a split second. Boom, boom. All of a sudden it's on Serpa stick it to the back of the net. That might be the nicest passing play I've saw this year. I don't know about you, but it's up there for sure. That was a nice play. That's for sure. Yeah, I I agree with you. It is up there. Top three for sure. Um, So that made it a 1-1 hockey game. 6-0-6 mark of the second period. That one came. And then Matthew Papis scores his third of the season. 13-minute mark of the second period. Unassisted was the goal, so it was 2-1 for the Guelph Storm after two. Be the same scoring summary in the third. Guelph Storm, they would get the first two in the final frame. Sasha Pastajov would get his fifth of the year. Uh, assist mm-hmm. coming to Matthew Poitras. Although we nice found player. out, by the way, it is pronounced differently according to the Guelph Storm. Poitra. Yeah, Poitra. So, um, I what trust a- them more than me. So we're going to yeah, go with Quatra from now on. Um, that goal came at the play, 6 9 mark, and it eventually was the game winner. Quatra had a nice play on that, too. They'll pick the defenseman's pocket, breakaway, 
for passage off, but a very nice play there by Poitra to get the puck pick the defenseman's pocket and make a nice outlet pass. That was a nice goal. Yeah. Yeah, Guelph had a good night, and it was feisty. We will get to that. They were hungry. Um, they were hungry. Bowman would finish off the scoring power play goal. Uh, Jake Carabella would get the assist. 917 mark for that one. And then finishing off the scoring, Roman Schmidt from Andrew LeBlanc and Justin Nolette. That came with 51 seconds left to go in the game. And, well, we saw Arbor Jacki get a little bit too rough. He may have crossed the line a little bit. Um, if anyone remembers seeing that uh, Dylan Larkin going after whoever it was. I can't remember who it was. Cause Joseph. Yeah, because he's irrelevant out there. Um, <laughs> Mike Rapp. Dylan Larkin, uh, you know, a nice punch to the face, throat, chest, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Arbor Jack, I, yeah, he went there. It was uh, late in the game, and he had just come out of the penalty box for it was a four minute penalty for, was it boarding or cross checking, roughing? One of them, take your pick. Uh, I think and it was then, a four, just a four minute roughing. Yeah. Double minus your roughing. Which then sucked. Mike McKenzie didn't like that. So then he got a bench minor for what we assume is unsportsmanlike conduct, which was not announced, but uh, that gave them a five on three led to that power play goal by Bowman. And then Arbor Jack, I just went off after he got out, out of the box. <laughs> yeah. His night ended early for sure. I mean, he had a big hit. I forget who the hit was on. It was either on Cam Allen or Bowman. It was on one or the other. I know Allen was in the scrum. I don't, I forget who. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they're going to show this on the replay either. Not something that you really yeah, want to advertise. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, he gets hit. He gets up swinging. Arbor Jack yeah. gets up swinging. And uh, he didn't get the match. So I don't. No, know, he, he got, got a two, two and a ten. He got so. a two. Yeah, so I don't think he gets suspended. I don't think he gets suspended. So, and I don't think there'll be a hearing. So I'm, I think he'll be fine to come back, but. A rough third period for Arbor Jacki for sure in the penalty columns. I mean, you have that, right? We were talking about that with the schedule being with the, what it is this year where Western Conference teams are only playing Western Conference team for the most part and Eastern Conference teams are basically playing only Eastern Conference teams for the most part and then Niagara-Erie and Sudbury-Sioux. But there's going to be roughness. There's going to be spirited tilts. There's going mm-hmm. to be – suspensions are going to go up. There's going, unfortunately there's going to be injuries. It's going to happen because when you play each other all the time, bad blood starts to rise and that's, what's going to happen this year, unfortunately, but the hockey's going to be interesting. That's for sure. So it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Well, Niagara's going to have that day come with the Oshawa generals six times. They play each other this year. Um, Erie, it always happens with the amount of times they play each other. And, you know, Guelph Kitchener's no different. London Sarnia is no different. So, you know, Flint and Saginaw you always London see rough Owen tilts Sound. with them. So, yeah, London, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to talk London about that in segment number two um, because that's a that's a hot topic right now. I think. Um, yeah, that was a yeah. fun one on Friday. I was spirited. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a fun discussion. Um, put a wrap on it. Four two Guelph takes Kitchener. Power plays two for six. Shots. Yeah, that was 
Ugh. Nine shots through two periods for the Rangers. Wasn't good. Remember we were looking at the shot. Remember we were looking at the shot board, uh, the shot clock there. And we we're like, they only have nine shots. Like, you only have a two-shot second period. You're not going to win the game. And Guelph took Guelph won the game in the second period. Oh yeah, it was. No, that this was Guelph's game to win. Kitchener did didn't show up enough to win a hockey game. So. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, 4-2 Guelph. They beat Kitchener on home ice. Faceoffs weren't really close either. Guelph wins 27 of them. Uh, Kitchener gets 19. And we might as well get to this now. Jacob Oster, first star of the game, first or uh, wins goaltender of the week in the Ontario Hockey League. And he wasn't the busiest goaltender of all time. On uh, on Sunday, but he was good when he had to be. Yeah, which was surprising for a star because he wasn't really busy, but yeah, he did make some big saves. And it's kind of an unorthodox stance to his style as well because his hands are pretty high. So I don't know if deflections like in front of the net that might be able to get him a little bit, but he was in good positioning for sure. And that's the main part for a goalie. You got to be in good position. Similar like being a catcher, Reese, you got to be square to the puck, be square to the ball. So similar. So keep the puck in front of it and played really good. He's a calm presence back there too. There's not a lot of movement and uh, he deserves, he deserves all the credit he's getting recently here with the goaltender of the week. Absolutely. He was tremendous in this one was tremendous all week long to get OHL goaltender of the week. Time for a break. When we come back, um, we'll let you know who the player of the week is in the Ontario hockey league. And a few more headlines. We'll get to that Owen Sound and London conflict a little bit. Don't like touching on it too much, but uh, we will discuss it. Colin was there to watch it, so it's something that we have to talk about. And then, of course, we have to get to next week's featured game. That will come up in our last segment of the night. And it uh, should be a fun one. It's always a fun featured game as we try and pick the best one possible. So. Um, that's all coming up next here on the Owen 60 podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. Make sure you follow us Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Owen 60 podcast. All of your graphics, videos, featured game updates, quotes, they're all up there. Uh, it's got the link There's tree. As, yeah, it's got the link tree as well, uh, where you can grab our podcast wherever you listen. And, of course, the website, Joel Vanderland. Working on a few things, but as of right now, we've got all of his articles up there that he has already written for us. So great stuff. Uh, make sure you check it out. Um, on our website again the link tree at the own 60 podcast on twitter instagram and facebook well we ended segment number one with the goaltender of the week might as well get to the player of the week to start segment number two of the sioux greyhounds rory currens yeah currens had a big big week and that sioux st marie team in general is having a big big season so far you could say and currens as well because there's three in the top three in the scoring lead right now in the OHL with 14, 14, and 13. Kearns has 14 points on the season in the eight games played. So 
it's a big congrats. It's well-deserved for Kearns. I mean, 14 points in eight games, solid start for the kid. So uh, hopefully he can keep it going. Yeah, and Sault Ste. Marie is interesting. We talked about it second intermission uh, on Saturday night, Ice Dogs and Steelheads, but Windsor isn't there that we thought. Sault Ste. Marie is that we didn't think. It was weird because yeah. it's it, you expect the teams that will go out and look for a Memorial Cup, and they really didn't do it as much as Oshawa. Like, I don't even think it was close for what Oshawa did compared to Sault Ste. Marie. Per, but, per moves last year. Yeah, yeah. it was – it's still tough to see a team do this well after going for a Memorial cup. And I know Sault Ste. Marie, they had a great run back when Darnell nurse was with the team. They were really good for a long time. Uh, same with the Erie Otters, even past McDavid uh, with Alex to and Taylor and Darren Radish and um, Ryan Strom or Dylan Strom, Ryan Strom, former ice dog. Um, but that's the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds are, are an interesting team. And because they're so far North, uh, us being in south, southwestern Ontario, they're they're not top of the news every day. So it's for for us, it's a little little different trying to figure out what exactly the Sioux Greyhounds are. Well, they have a good roster when you have a young captain, youngest captain in Sioux St. Mary Greyhounds history a couple seasons ago, Ryan O'Rourke. You're gonna win some games two years down the road. I like their lineup. I like Cartier. I like how they're an older team. So they're going to get wins. They're experienced, right? So, and that's a good thing. But the one thing is with Sue that kind of turned me off from putting them as that top team in the West Division was their goaltending. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how their goaltending was going to be. They didn't, I didn't think they had the bro shoes, the Constantines, the Lennoxes. I didn't think they had that, the Tucker Tynes. I didn't think they had that guy that you can throw in your net and win that game any given day. And I didn't know if I don't think they have that, but it's going to be interesting to see because clearly they do because they're winning games. So, and their power play is clicking right now as well. And their special teams, when you're in the top five in both your elite contender in the Ontario Hockey League. So, it's really big for them. Yeah. Um, and I think you mentioned it um, tied for first in scoring uh, in the Ontario Hockey League, 14 points. He was a. 71st overall pick, fourth round in the 2018 OHL priority selection from the Mississauga Rebels uh, U16 program. And he is the first Greyhounds player to earn the honor since Morgan Frost did it uh, from January 14th to 20th, 2009. So players that were also considered for this, no shocker here, uh, San Jose Sharks prospect Daniil Gustian uh, from the Ice Dogs. Nine points, including five goals and four assists over three games. Had that five-point night against the Barry Colts on Thursday and then put up two more power play goals Friday in Oshawa. And then uh, the third name there is actually Karen's teammate, Ty Cartier. Eight points, four goals, four assists over those three games. Yeah, and Cartier just has one less game played overall in the season. He's at he's at seven games, not eight. So mm-hmm. that one more game, I'm sure there's some bragging rights going on in the dressing room right now about the scoring leader. Even though it's early, I'm sure they're talking about it. And with and also I want to add and also I want to add with Daniel Gushin. Daniel Gushin, the big thing is to me that I didn't that I really want to see from him to see if he can get up to that professional level offensively. Everyone knows, yeah. He's a, he's a professional hockey player, but 
Let's see him in the D zone. How is he in the D zone? And right now, he's above all my expectations in the D zone. Killing penalties, he's the offensive scoring threat with the puck. Like, literally retrieving the puck and going end-to-end and scoring. It's like, I never expected him to do that, like, on the penalty kill. But it's blown all my expectations away in the defensive end as well. And also, the passing plays. He can pass. He can pass the puck. Reese, remember that exhibition game against Kitchener where he went end-to-end. He had, like, five or six shots in the first 40 minutes. Then all of a sudden, you saw the Kitchener defense in the extra forward all over him. They had three guys on him at all times there. And if you're going to continue to keep shooting, you're not going to score. And he made a pass over to the wing for a tap-in goal. And I remember thinking and watching on the bench, Jody Hall loving him up after that play. And ever since then, Daniil Gushin took off. He's took off. And he's definitely going to be a top-five scorer, in my opinion. It's not even a hot take to say Daniil Gushin is a top-five scorer in the OHL because he's going to be. Mm-hmm. And that shot is elite. That shot is elite. And the big thing is, I love that he's killing penalties. He's better in the defensive end than what he was at Muskegon. And he's a better pass than what he was at Muskegon. So that's a big upgrade. And that's a really good job by Jody Hall and Billy Burke in Niagara. That's a very good job by them to change his game a little bit. It doesn't look like it has, but it's evolved a ton over the last month. And I just want to quickly add that about Daniel Gushin because he looks like an overall complete player right now. Well, well, Billy Burke said it to me in uh, in our post-game chat before Saturday's game, I asked him, I go, well, looks like Gushin's comfortable now. And he goes, yeah, <laughs> to, yeah, he does. Um, he, you, you could tell that he was trying to figure this league out, trying to see if it was kind of like the USHL. And well, Billy it's Burke said, it's not close. Uh, the OHL is way higher, not competition, but you know, the skill level is a little bit higher. The development level is a little system. bit higher. And, you know, he, he's starting to figure that out. And when you see him score five goals in two games, it's just, it, it's a matter of time before he gets up near the top of the scoring race. And you know, he's there at the oh. end of the year, top five, top 10 in the OHL. And whether it's goals scored or just overall points as well, I think uh, he's well on his way to that mark. Oh, big time. And the USHL is a lot less structured than the Ontario Hockey League. The Ontario Hockey League, you see the one, two, twos in the, in Muskegon last year, he saw a lot of two forwards up and three back. So it, in the OHL, they usually have four back on the blue line and one on the four check. So it's a lot different between that type of system as well. And he's had no problems with that so far. And also the Thursday night game where he had the big night against the Barry Colts, he made Brant Clark, our top 10 pick, look silly yeah. on the first goal. I mean, I don't know how you forget about Daniel Gushin on the ice, but he let him know he was there on a nice breakaway goal. Well, he can do that. And I didn't even think Brant Clark was over like overwhelming on Thursday night either. I think the ice does yeah, a very nice job putting their, uh, putting their focus on him. And uh, yeah, it was just obviously Barry did end up scoring five goals and most nights you expect to win with five goals, but not when you give up eight. So um, yeah, Brant Clark, yeah. definitely he'll bounce back for sure. Just an off night for him on Thursday, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, good players, good players have those too, but, and he's gonna have more good games than bad games. That's for sure. Everyone has them. All right, couple more news and notes. Uh, we we won't discuss this at a whole a whole heck of a lot, um, just because the league stance on fighting. Um, we've got the three fight rule. We don't like, you know, the dirty hits. But uh, 
Oh, Friday night in London and Colin will do a way better job of describing this. So I'm going to let him do it. Uh, there was a bad ish play. It could have been a lot worse, but at the same time, it still looked pretty bad. Yeah. It's been talked about on uh, social media a little bit. So I figure we should touch on it too, but so show got the Brody crane. It was an off and icing. He's going into the around the net in London. Mark Woolley, the captain of Owen Sound. So when you got a captain, a seventeen-year-old, there's a big difference there, and it's always going to look uglier when the captain gets hit. So Brody goes in, and it was kind of like a just a tap, like a not even a cross check in the lower back area, and it was just a little pat. And Woolley lost his edge and went down pretty hard and never returned. Mm-hmm. and did not play on Saturday, the next night as well. So that's something to look for in the upcoming games on Wednesday night as London goes to Owen Sound, coincidentally. So I don't know what's going to go happen there, but it was a rough game. It was a rough third period. There was a lot going on in that game. And when you play each other a lot, you're going to have those situations. We mentioned that a bunch of times. You're going to have those situations. It's kid, They're kids. They're going to have those. And it's just going to happen. The deep, That's why the deep teams win, because they can overcome anything. And – it's just one of those situations where I honestly, I don't think it was suspendable. I don't think it should have been a five minute match. I don't think any of that. I just thought it was kind of a hockey play, to be honest. It didn't look like he tried to hurt him at all. It looked like he just yeah. gave him a little tap. It did not look like he was going to cross check right through him and put him through the boards, you know? And I didn't think it was dirty, but, and I don't know what's going to happen out of it, but it's going to be interesting to see if anything happens, especially if a, uh, their captain misses time, right? Anytime a captain or a player on your team misses time, it's going to have hard, hard feelings. And when you're the captain, don't be surprised, but I, I hope it's not, I hope it's a good competitive game, obviously, but Wednesday night's going to be a fun one in Owen Sound at the Bayshore. That's for sure. It's always a fun, especially when they, especially, especially when they played each other so much, we saw it on Sunday afternoon in the featured game between Guelph and Kitchener how rough that was. I mean, it's naturally going to happen. So now with those teams, now with one and Owen sound still battling away. I mean, they play each other next Friday as well. They're going to bat. They're playing every other game. It feels like, so there's going to be those situations and I hope it doesn't happen. I hope there's no injuries. I hope it's a good hockey game, but you never know nowadays. Well, when you're going up against Pavel, that's, I mean, uh, Gavin Bryant. Um, <coughs> it's uh yeah, no, uh, we got we got to shout out Gavin Bryant because yes, we do. He's playing hard. He is having a very good start to his rookie season. Rookie oh, season, hey, even though it's don't sleep on him technically, but um, yeah, that Owen Sound team's exciting, and he's right in the middle of it, third line tell- center, but he's playing like he's a second liner. It's exactly. unbelievable to see. Exactly for the third line minutes, he's putting up first line production, which is incredible. Which is incredible, and I hope. Any, and, and for any scout that's listening to this at the next level, uh, the big thing is to watch for in Gavin Bryant is the 200-foot play. He's really good in his D zone. He's really good in his D zone. He's not just a skilled guy. He, obviously, you know he makes plays, and you know he's good offensively, but he's really good in his own end now, and that's huge. So at the butt on Friday night, it's 1-1, or the, the first goal, the goal for Owen Sound. Gavin Bryant sets that up. Gavin Bryant sets that goal up to a T. So Reese, um, he's in the uh, he's in the D zone at the far end, wins a puck battle in the corner, skates it out, 
makes a nice outlet pass to a defenseman who joined the Russian Andrew Parrott, who's also in the top 10 right now in scoring in the OHL, one of the only defensemen to be in that category. So congrats to him. Hopefully he keeps that going. But he goes, so then Parrott takes that and he goes around the net. Gavin doesn't stop. Gavin doesn't just win the battle. Okay, I won a battle. I'm satisfied, right? No, Gavin, the player that he is, the competitive, the good player, the elite player Gavin is, goes up the ice, back the other 200 feet, Disguised himself very well, gets in a really good spot in the, in the slot area to the right of the goaltender off the back door of Brett Rochu. Makes a perfect, perfect slap pass to Colby Barlow for his goal. You won't, I haven't saw a pass that nice all year. Literally, it's slap pass. He disguised it so well. Brett thought shot the whole way. It makes a nice pass to the back door to Colby Barlow for an empty net. But that play does not happen if Gavin Bryant does not win the puck battle in his own end, gets the puck out retrieves the puck, makes an outlet pass, and goes and has the guts to go back down, not just go for a change and feel satisfied with winning a puck battle, but has the knowledge and has the skills, and skills the big part, to go right to that scoring spot and make a nice play. I mean, I'm pumped for him. And uh, don't let him get a breakaway as well because he'll score. He's Datsuki, and as we mm-hmm. said, that 13's for Datsuki. But um, for any scouts or listening or anybody like me in his draft here, Kevin Bryan, I mean, he's a C-ranked prospect, but – He's playing really well. And yeah. for the role he is playing, he's exceeding expectations. And, I mean, NHL scouts will see that because they know, okay, he's only playing seven, ten minutes a night, but I see him making six really good plays a game in the ten shifts he has. So ten, ten shifts, six of them are good. He's winning face-offs. Hey, that's a player. Wait till he gets a top six role. And I'm very pumped for him. I mean, he's a really, he's one of our favorite guests we've had. I mean, he's a really smart kid. He's a really good guy. I mean, I beat, we beat him in a sandbagger and uh, uh, it's going to be interesting. I don't know if we beat him. Oh, Hey, That's I'm better animal. now. I'm better now. I'm going to go, Hey, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to get rid of this flu bug and then go and uh, start practicing. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. We got him partner. All right. Okay. <laughs> hey, you got confidence in me. <laughs> By the way, a so. um, couple more things to get to, but first I want to mention the Guelph Storm. Uh, you are missing the Hamilton Bulldogs logo banner uh, in that mall area. Just wanted to say that. Um, Ice Dogs is one word. Um, they don't have Niagara Ice Dogs under their logo anymore. Um, and the London up. Knights – have a different logo now. It is a different color. So I guess it's the same logo, different color. Um, Sudbury Wolves no longer says Sudbury Wolves at the top and the bottom. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Let's give a shout out. FYI. Um, yeah. Very cold there, as we mentioned, Tara. It is cold. Yeah, well, also, also, we're going to pull up in the sandbagger with the mini Zamboni that they have there, Tara. Yeah, that's wild. We got to get connections there with the Sleeman Center because we got to pull up. That's our golf cart for the. Sandbagger yeah, this summer. I know uh, I know. Bo and uh, Gap are going to be so nervous when pull up in that. I know it with the lights flashing red and white. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> the oh. horn going. All right. Uh, one more guy to celebrate. Former show guest Luke McNamara. First OHL goal coming this past Wednesday against the Flint Firebirds. So, congratulations to him. Yeah, big congrats to Luke. I mean, very well-deserved first-round pick. And he went to his dream spot, and he's played very well so far this year. So a big congrats to him. And also a quick ad, a very quick ad to throw in here. I know we're almost out of time for the second segment, but 
another show guest news as Monday night, yesterday night, Washington in Ottawa, show guest Connor McMichael with his first NHL point. So congrats to McMichael as well, McMoney, with his first point. You know, you, you know what he can do at the World Juniors. You saw, you saw it in London. So nobody's surprised here that's listening to our show. Yeah. Nobody's surprised he's putting up points at the National Hockey League level because that's what he does. So uh, congrats to Connor as well. And also Phil Tomasino with his first goal. Yeah, a little bit of a bank shot. Yeah, a bank. Nice selly. Hey, that's a 10 out of 10 selly. You jump the glass like that. You drop to a knee and then jump up to the glass. That's a 10 right away, especially at home and when the crowd's actually in front of you. If you're going to glass selly, there's nobody in front of you. You just look like yeah. It's just laughable. It's just laughable. But uh, nice selly, nice 10 advisor as well. Styles on point there for Tomasino. First to many, too. First to many as well. Well, that was the goal, and now he's there, right? So, yeah, you said it. Congrats to him. All right, yeah. Time for that break. When we come back, we will decide which two teams we will cover this coming weekend. Uh, The fourth Owen sixty podcast featured game uh, will take place in the fourth weekend of the season. So, we will decide and let you know who we pick next on the Owen sixty podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast. I'm Reese Maney along with Colin Ward. Featured game time. Who are we taking this week? Um, we're taking a good one. That's what we're taking. Uh, Battle of Michigan. This coming Wednesday, October 27th. It'll be the Flint Firebirds visiting the Dow Events Center, taking on the Saginaw Spirit. 705 puck drop in Saginaw. And this was one we were hoping for to get in the Western Conference Finals in the 2019-2020 season. And it didn't happen. Which and we would have been there for sure. And yeah, we would have made the trip there for sure. And it's going to be a fun one because – we had Josh Bloom on the show, and he mentioned how the Dow gets so up for those games and how Flint gets up for Saginaw as well. But with Saginaw being the home team, it could be fun because we heard it. The atmosphere is really good in there when they play. So I'm excited to see that for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And I just want to – I want to see these teams – like obviously the Battle of Michigan is always fun. But I just I just want to see these American teams come into Canada. Like it's it, it's been a long time yeah. since we've seen Ontario versus Michigan, Ontario versus Erie, or Pennsylvania. Um, just can't that happen like soon, please? Yeah, because I we, yeah. Why do we have to keep waiting? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can't wait to see like Josh Bloom play, who we haven't saw play. Who has five points this year for Saginaw? Yeah. Haven't saw him play, so we're excited to see him play. I mean, Buffalo well, Sabres pick. He's going to have a big year. Well, in the first game I'm seeing here, I could have missed it. First game I am seeing, there it is, is the Windsor Spitfires going into Michigan and taking on the Flint Firebirds Wednesday, November 3rd. So we're getting there. It's um, close. Same night, the Saginaw Spirit will be up in Sault Ste. Marie at the GFL Memorial Gardens. And then one night later, we're going to get a lot of these. 
The Erie Otters are at the Meridian Center taking on the Niagara Ice Dogs. That one, a 7 o'clock start Thursday, November 4th. So that is the first action that we will Which see American teams taking on Canadian teams. Where that could be a featured game. That might not kind be celebrate, too bad, eh? Trying to celebrate the border. Yeah, Erie-Niagara. I think we got to do it because that, that might be like – that's like the first time, right? Like coming over and the border just opening. I think we got to celebrate that. So maybe that yeah. would be a featured game. Maybe a fun one. Would be a fun one. Yes, it would. And it's going to be a fun one on Wednesday for sure. Reef, do you want the players to watch first? Yeah, let's get to those. Why not? Okay, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you can go first. All right, so we'll start with the road team in the Flint Firebirds. Mine, I'm going to go with, well, kind of the local, but I'm going to go with Tag Bertuzzi. I think Tag Bertuzzi only has one point this year. I think he gets it going. I mean, I'm not going to go with the Authors. I'm not going to go with the guys that are easy picks. I think Bertuzzi gets it going. Tag Bertuzzi is my Flint pick. All right, I like that. Um, and it's funny, too. We saw we saw Tyler Bertuzzi uh, last uh, – or guess. Sunday afternoon. There you go, Reese. Um, we saw that in Guelph. Nice Tyler Bertuzzi yes, jersey. That was the most annoying fan in the crowd, but he had a Tyler <laughs> Bertuzzi jersey on. So, yeah, that was oh interesting. Oh my God, that was bad. Level. That was a party. Yeah, for wow. sure. Yeah, for um, sure. But Thanks for me, though, that's for sure. Yeah, for me, I'm going Brendan Othman. Uh, it, it's unfortunate about the situation. Um, if the Flint Firebirds happen to be sellers, I can definitely see Brennan Othman leaving town. Kingston may be an option. London may be an option. Kitchener might be an option. We don't really know. Um, but I'm going with Brennan Othman. He's the leader of this team. Four points in three games. Seven penalty minutes as well. So he's, he's going to have a year. And I think that uh, it's unfortunate that he might not end his year in Flint. But uh, he's a great player. And uh, he's my guy to watch out for, um, for Flint. Oh, for sure. And uh, on the Saginaw, my Saginaw pick, I like, I've liked this kid's offseason all year long. I like the, what he's done. I'm going to go with Davis T-Bone Cod. I, on, his, his development camp in Detroit was spectacular. Honestly, for him to get an exhibition game is wild for an, for an invitee, an undrafted invitee to get an exhibition game, to get a couple exhibition games is magnificent. And it just shows how good he was. He's a smart kid. He's a good player. Four points in five games. I'm going to uh, Davis T-Bone Cod for Saginaw. Nice. Uh, me? Hoping he plays because this would look stupid if he doesn't. I'll I'm going Tristan Lennox. Goaltender. Oh, yeah. He'll be in. For the Saginaw Spirit. He's expected to compete for a job on Team Canada this year for the World Juniors. And that preparation started a while ago, you know, when the last World Juniors ended. So, yeah, like Brett Brochu is going to be in the mix. Um, I think Matt Guzda has had a pretty decent start. Does he get an invite as well? Well, that'll be for the U.S. Knoxville. Oh, he's got dual. Okay. Yeah, I found that out. I didn't know that. Yeah, maybe then. Because I thought it was American too, and then I was told that um, yeah, he could do either or. It okay, just so depends. That's on like Tyler Myers. Picks. Tyler yeah. Myers was like that. Yeah. Okay. I know. Yeah, that's cool. I know, right? Not a bad stat, or yeah, not a bad thing to know. But uh, 
Yeah, Tristan Lennox, um, Sebastian Costa is going to be in the mix for that. So um, he's going to have to be on. I think he's going to get a whole whack of opportunities to play in that Saginaw net. So he's my player to watch uh, for the, by the way, I forgot about this. It is the I-75 Divide Cup. Forgot about Love that. that. Presented Love that. by Coors Light. They got a sponsor? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it says. No it says way. the uh, Interstate 75 Divide Cup presented by Coors Light. Yeah, that's sweet. That's Congrats unreal. to them. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I mean, they got a sponsor for that. No, like, right on. Yeah. So, again, make sure you tune in to all our social pages at the Owen 60 Podcast. It is the Flint Firebirds visiting the Saginaw Spirit Dell Event Center on October 27th, 2021. It is a 7.05 puck drop. Yeah, and plus Saginaw picked the last game 5-3 in Flint. So we'll see what happens in Saginaw this time around. Because the last five years, the records for Flint against Saginaw, 9-22 and 1. So look for them to pick it up. Look for them to pick it up. I mean, obviously, it's hard to count all the last five years when they were, well, not a expansion team, but a moving team. They've had a rebuild. So teams were on different ends of the totem pole, you can say. So we'll see now. Yeah. Um, we've got a bit of time left. Do you want to go over a couple other matchups that fans might want to keep their eyes on? Yeah, let's do it. There's a few. So obviously the second game on Wednesday night, London at Owen Sounds, a game yeah. to watch for that I'm excited for. It. I think Friday night's big in Hamilton. Niagara goes to Hamilton. I think Niagara, they want to play better against Hamilton this time around. A couple weekends ago, you lose two games, you don't score a goal. You gotta come out a lot harder, and you got and you you're gonna be hungry for sure because you got outscored eight nine nothing. And your assistant captain Jakey Birdie had a tough one early on at the home game on the second game of the back to back in Niagara, where he was out thirty four seconds in. So it's a tough situation, but I know Niagara wants to come out hungry, so that's a fun one to watch. I think that when a team that loses two to a team and they play it a week and a half later, you're not going to want to lose that game. So they're going to have a lot of intensity. That's going to be a game to watch for. Um, another game to watch for on Friday night is Sault Ste. Marie at Kitchener. It's another, I mean, Sault Ste. Marie's off to a hot start. Kitchener just lost their first game. Look out for that because I guarantee you, if Kitchener has a big one on Wednesday, they're going to come out at home and try to bounce back for sure. Yeah, Those one for big three. Yeah, one for me. I'm gonna go with uh, uh, where is it? I just had it up here. Um, it is going to be the Ottawa 67s and the Kingston Frontenacs in Kingston. Um, and if you're Ottawa, you don't want to show up like you did on opening night. And yeah, they got the shellacked eight one. Like it, that was pretty bad. So um, look for them to rebound, not rebound, but um, have a better yeah. effort in Kingston. Uh, one more second game, plus their third and fourth in the standings as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another one Friday. I'm looking forward to Sarnia, London. That's going to be a fun one. Um, it's always nice yeah. to see the uh, the two. Well, I guess the 402 comes... rival. I guess you could say and Sarnia always comes into London and plays them hard. Yeah. Sarnia plays hard in London. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that's just a couple as we lead into the weekend. Of course, 
Um, all eyes for us will be on Wednesday night, uh, early featured game this week. So, um, you know, yeah, fun it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yes, it will. Fun. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of good games to watch for this weekend. That's for sure. Because some big matchups, really intriguing matchups. You, I mean, obviously you don't look at the standings now, but there's some big ones where some teams are off to some bad starts, had yeah. some bad luck, and now they're starting to hit their stride and now they're going to play the team that bested them or it's off to a hot start. So you might see it even out this weekend. So uh, be ready for that. Yeah, I guess do a quick, uh, quick look at the standings before we head out here. Um, in the Eastern Conference, three teams tied at the top of the conference. Uh, there's the North Bay Battalion, Hamilton Bulldogs, Ottawa 67s all have 10 points. Uh, Kingston Frontenacs, Oshawa Generals, and Niagara Ice Dogs tied for fourth. They all have eight points. And then Sudbury with seven and seventh. Barry's got five and eighth. Mississauga with four points and ninth. And then the Peterborough Peets have four as well. Um, they are tied for ninth, but sit in 10th place. Um, in the Western Conference, London Knights all alone in first, 6-0 and on the season, 12 points in first. Uh, Sue Greyhounds, Kitchen Rangers. Sue gets second place because they lead their division, but the Kitchen Rangers sit in third. They both have 10 points. Uh, Saginaw Spirit, Guelph Storm both have seven. They are tied for fourth. Uh, Windsor Spitfires, they have six points in sixth place. Then it's the Owen Sound Attack. They've got five points, a 2-4-0-1 oh, or two four and one start. I don't like that they add the shootout loss category, but um, something a little bit different. And then eight, nine, and ten. Flint, Sarnia, Erie, all tied with four points each. That just about does it this week. Yeah, and it was a fun one this week. Battle a little bit of a flu bug in the episodes. I don't mind. Yeah. Voice I mean, you, you could have got you could have got the flu from freezing your butt off in Guelph. Very true, but I don't know. It's been it was a long day today or yeah. long day yesterday. Monday day, Monday was a long one for me. So yeah, yeah that don't mind a little bit of the sniffles today, and it's just a flu bug going around for me. Oh, good. It was a fun day in the washroom today. That's for sure. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> have some to have some fun with it. Oh. All right. Again, at the Own 60 Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The featured game takes place on Wednesday, the 27th. Flint visits Saginaw. Stay tuned to all of our social media platforms for updates. For Colin Ward, I'm Reese Demaney. Thanks so much for tuning in again, and we will chat in seven days. Mm-hmm.